and gentlemen, it is Thursday. Where am I here? I'm somewhere. I'm somewhere. There we go. Thursday, September the fuck! 2022. It's another Technical Podcast. Glad you could join us today. Bit of a mix-up today. We're remixing. Uh, we're remixing it today, uh, the, uh, the show. But not like R. Kelly's remix to Ignition, because that would go bad and we wouldn't want you to have that traumatizing experience in 20 years from now. Just a, just a something light. You know, like, uh, like a Timberland remix. Something that we need sorely in 2022. Am I right, Mr. Black? We need Timberland yes. back. In 2022. He's probably still producing music and I just don't hear it. That's probably what's happening right now. But I could, I could use, I could use that. I'm the millennial that wants Timberland back in my life. I need, I need that, I need the man to show up in a music video, leaning against a wall in a dark alley, and all he does the whole time is just go, yeah, and that's it. <laughs> that's, that's the entire Timberland experience. I need that in my life, I'm not gonna lie. I think my life would be better for it. But, <laughs> that's enough, I don't have any more, I have no segue out of Timberland. But it's another great Technolpha podcast. I hope you guys are doing well out there. Thank you for joining us here today. If it's your first time, welcome. Talk about video games, movies, TV, Timberland, evidently. Uh, And then we also answer questions from the folks at home. Uh Uh-oh, Jeff is trying to do the impossible, which is fix the Neumann Neumann, uh, mic mic holder, which is a nightmare. It is. When I was renting one to try and see if it was the mic that I wanted to use, I fought that, and I almost I almost killed somebody. Yeah, I almost it, killed it, myself, but I almost killed somebody else in the process. Yeah. I mean, that shit is... Yeah, it's not good, but anyway. It, it looks cool until one of those things comes out, and then it's just... Then it's a puzzle, straight out of mist. It is, seriously. And it takes you three hours to figure it out. Well, it wouldn't and be you so do it by trial and error, not yeah, even well, by Yeah, it wouldn't be skill. so bad. It's those stupid like they like the cups that hold the string could not be any like shallower if yeah. they tried. They're like a fucking millimeter tall. But yeah, we got another great show lined up for you today. Uh like I said, a little bit of a of a remix. We're going to reverse the order of things. Mr. Black has to uh uh go to an event in uh, a little over, well, about an hour from now actually. And yeah. so in order to accommodate that, we are just Flipping the show on its head, doing movies, TV, and tech uh, support up front. <laughs> it's yeah. supposed to look like a triangle of some sort on that side. I think that's the. So you gotta yeah, pinch that anyway, bitch in there it somewhere. Is what it is. It's just. It yeah, is it's what okay. It is. It's okay. Deal just don't it. punch the microphone, and it'll be fine. It'll be yeah. okay. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I got to. Um, yeah, the. I, I, I. Is it poker today? What is today? No, no, I'm doing. Um, I'm doing a sponsored event with Twitch. Um, and um, and Prime Video. Um, where I'm gonna be watching Samaritan. I'm doing a watch oh. party. Um, oh, okay. So and I, I've yeah. never. I didn't hear this was actually a thing anywhere until now. This exact moment. Okay. Both yeah, the so... show and the fact that they're doing a watch party. So pitch me on it. Well, it's a movie. And okay. It's Sylvester Stallone plays a superhero, um, a vigilante type superhero, a normal guy that you would think is normal but isn't normal. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know too much about the movie, so okay. um, I'm gonna be, I, I'm gonna anyway. Um, yeah, that I got, sounds I like a do, Sylvester Stallone movie. Yeah, it's a, it's on Prime <laughs> Video. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the the actual event starts five minutes before the podcast normally ends 
but I have to um, do some prep and there's a bunch of different things that I have to make sure is working and set up. Um, this is a beforehand. complicated watch party, Mr. Black. It's, it's, it's really not that complicated, <laughs> but um, I, I, you know, it's, it, um, it's, it's going to be on the front page. So there's going to be tens of thousands of people like be that will be there. So I just want to make sure everything is good. Everything is, you know, you're going to need at job. least an hour to fix that mic holder. Well, yes, I got to fix that too. So, so anyway, I, I told Adam, I said like, you know, there's two ways we can do this. Um, either we're going to have to move the whole podcast back a little bit, which wouldn't have worked because I was out in New yeah, Minus, you, were out anyway. uh, you know, doing, doing other stuff. Um, so I just got home like 15 minutes ago. Um, and the other option was we do, we, I, I'm only going to be here for half the show. Uh, for the movies and tech support, and then Adam's going to take over and do the gaming stuff uh, without me because I have to get going and and do that. So that's what it's we're better doing. Than canceling the show, it's so true. We're, we're, we're just doing. reversing the process. It's all it is. Which means this time when I uh, after I ask the first you know important question of the week, it's going to sound a little different. But of course, before we get to that, Mister Black, most important question of the week: How was your week? Uh, it's a good week. Yeah. Um, I got yeah. I I got. Uh, uh, four duplexes under contracts. So that's where I was today. I was over ah. there looking at all the properties, and uh, so yeah. So, um, any surprises yeah. today? Uh, I mean, yes, kinda, but um, nothing anyway. catastrophic. Well, it's the 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 price ain't <laughs> the price ain't gonna work. Um, ah, uh, so it's all private sale. We're buying somebody's portfolio. Uh, oh, so okay. anyway. I'll talk about it more in detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if it comes, if it if it comes to light, it, it's looking good. We're gonna need some money off because there's some work that needs to be done. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so four duplexes. It's out in New Minus, so it's like an hour drive ish. Yeah, somewhere um, there. So it's a little bit further out, but great area. Um, yeah, amazing area. Yeah. Basically, it's like it. It's basically like um, Clayton Park, uh, essentially. And then it's got like, a bit of a boom in the last couple of years. You know, New Minus, yeah, it's, it's yeah. kind of like a halfway point of people in the valley That's moving it. to the city. It's like they're That's like, it. I want I want to be closer. I don't want to physically be in Halifax yet, but yeah. I want to be closer. And New Minus is one of those spots for sure. Yeah, so, so it isn't too bad. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll talk more about it down the road uh, mm. when we get more traction, I guess. Yeah. That's it. My week's Wonderful. just been, it's been, a, been another week. Spectacular. Well, my week has also been another week. Uh, more shit at the house done. Uh, Subfloor. More concrete was poured two days ago. Uh, we thought we had it all done. And then when we got all the, the subfloor in and we started like testing the flooring around the upstairs, we found a couple of spots where the flooring would buckle because it's still out. Uh, it's brutal. It's annoying. Some of the stuff we can't fix because it's lo- it's literally just specific to like the stru- the structure of the home in a way that you can't really correct. Um, whatever I, it was, the '80s. So I'm going to assume cocaine was involved with the builders of this home and a substantial amount of cocaine because the the beam over top of, or in the master bedroom that's over top of the the living area in the basement uh, because there's no support wall underneath. It's just all open, twenty foot span or whatever um i don't know what area code they were attempting to put that beam but it was the wrong area code they needed a separate one uh which is exactly why the master bedroom is 
over a half inch out on a four foot run. It's fucked. Like the exterior wall in the last it's 18 fucked. inches, also like a half inch higher than 18 inches in. And then it's like the Mariana's trench, and then it fucking comes up on the other side. And then when the beam connects to the support wall, which is where, like, in the basement, it's the guest bedroom or the bedroom, not the guest bedroom, but the, ge- the bedroom. And then over to the staircase where the, you know, it's a split entry where the main uh, support wall meets the staircase is higher than the rest of the house. Just by, like, three-quarters of an inch. It's a mile away. And so when you walk, when you walked up the stairs and you put your foot, that foot at the top of the stairs, that first step, you're, like, way fucking higher. Your next step, you, like, you fucking, like, you take, like, a little fucking jolt because your body is expecting your foot to drop x and it drops y and there's nothing we could do because if you run the fucking straight bar i tweeted a picture of this you see a gap underneath the bitch that's like this and if you were to try and level that let's say with floor leveler you'd have forty thousand tons of concrete that would go from that point all the way to the exterior wall it wouldn't stop it would go literally all the way to the fucking exterior wall there's no shot you could do that you'd be structurally fucking the entire house so we played with like where the island is going to be so that the stools kind of block people from walking through the area in which it would be fucked uh, and then flatten the rest of the top of the staircase because at the top, somehow in the fucking three feet from the main beam to the, to the staircase, it waterfalls like it dives down at the staircase top. And so if you walk over to the staircase to go downstairs and you stop at the top, you've got a Michael Jackson fucking... Smooth criminal. Your whole body fucking lean forward. Because your feet are fucking going on an angle. And you are and you feel like you're going to fall off the fucking staircase. And I was like, I was thinking to myself, my God, if one person has one glass of wine in this household, their oh. ass goes to that staircase. They're just going to keep going. At, you're walking at night and there ain't no lights on. <laughs> yeah, Prepare you're going to gonna go for a trip. The whole thing's fucked. It's like the, so we had to pour... We, we dammed it at the top of the stairs. We're going to have to modify the bullnose because there's no shot and fuck the bullnose is going to be wide enough to fucking accommodate this now. But we had to. So we lifted up. We, we filled it in. And then we went around the half wall corner because it was also diving down because on that half wall, just on the other side, they changed the direction of the floor joist from going front back of the house to with the length of the house. Just for that... 20 foot fucking span for reasons again we can't fucking fathom so there's like it's all over the place it's a fucking if you wanted to fuck somebody up you'd put like a house of mirrors in there give them two shots of vodka fucking send them inside and they'd be blasting their heads through glass all over the place it's a complete gong show so anyway spent the week fixing that shit we're into the master bedroom now there's like two more little small things that we have to we will have to pour just to stop the flooring from buckling uh underneath but everything else has gone really fucking well uh thus far thankfully structurally everything is great we did open the floor up in the master to check to get rid of a squeak um and everything looks really good structurally it's fine it's just they were cooked out of their tree when they put the slab in and then they never corrected anywhere else in the house the whole house is just a fucking clown show but we're gonna get there we're almost there uh, at this point i just take everything on the chin dad tell dad, dad came up to me told me that today more concrete to pour it's the third time we thought we were done with the concrete and i said fuck it just just go let's just fucking do the thing whatever 
It is what it is. Also had our oven get uh, 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 sent back again because it was fucked a second time. And now it's another month wait. So it'd be three months waiting on an oven that only took three weeks to send the first one out. Uh, it's just the, the, the clown show continues, but it, it, you know, it is what it is. Yesterday we cleared out a spot uh, to take like our, our grass clippings and things like that and, and whatnot. Did some landscaping work while we wait for concrete to dry. It's a saga. We'll get there eventually. I might, I might be forty, but it will. You know, we'll get, we'll get there eventually. Uh, all things you can't, you don't see. That's why I asked. Any surprises? All things you don't see until you actually be able to get your hands on a fucking house. You can walk around. And you'll never see like ninety-five percent of the shit until you put a hammer through a wall, and you're like, "Fuck!" It's kind of the way it goes. Thankfully, nothing is structurally fucked, other than the fact that you walk like you're drunk as shit. But with that being said, that was my week, which now means it's time to move on to not the usual but it's time for movies and tv there you go the remix uh as one might have imagined mr black despite lance reddick's best efforts resident evil's netflix show has been canceled after one season he tried lance put that show on his back and fucking carried the everlasting fuck out of that entire first season as uh as albert wesker and unfortunately, it was not enough to save the show, as it turns out. Shitty writing and turning one half of the cast and crew into Billie Eilish was not the answer uh, to the Resident Evil problem, uh, which still shocks me to this day that we have yet to figure out how to do Resident Evil, which is pretty straightforward. It's a fucking zombie movie. How do you fuck it that hard? Please stop. Put the IP down. Let it die. If you can't figure it out by now... Leave it be. Just, it's a game now. Does, it's not gonna, don't, don't, stop. Stop. Did you end up seeing any of that at all? Did you, no? Probably for the best. Probably for the best. Look, I took, uh, I took the fall on that one. It was bad. You watched all of it? I watched the first season. Oh, you crazy as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, it it was a while ago, uh, and, uh, Emma was like, oh, it looks like it might not be too bad, and I was like, listen. I already know, but like, and she was like, oh, let's give a little look thing. And then, you know, you get like a few episodes in, you get committed. That's what happened. Lance really did carry the shit out of the show. Like all of his scenes, great. He did an awesome job. Oh my God, everything else about that show is fucking terrible. I'm not not surprised. I'm not surprised in the the least that they they canned it after one season. Notwithstanding the fact that uh, Netflix basically cancels everything after one season anyway. This was especially an easy choice, I'm sure, uh, inside for them. Uh, the official trailer for Daniel Radcliffe's Weird Al movie, Weird, the Al Yankovic story, uh, dropped this week, and, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, I watched, uh, I watched the trailer. Uh, it's as gloriously fucking insane as I could have imagined. It's completely fucking crazy. Uh, and I have it here in my notes, I said, I, I'm, I'm being honest, I don't even know how much of this is, is, is 100% true and how much of this is stretching the truth for entertainment value because it's Weird Al and I can't fucking tell the difference. Uh, but I think for my own, you know, for my sake, the headcanon, I'm just going to assume everything in this film is 100% accurate, true to life. That's what I'm going, that's what I'm going to go with. You know what? He pulls off a pretty convincing Weird Al. What do you think? What did you think yeah, of the trailer? Yeah, no, good. It looks good. Daniel Radcliffe's always been a fan of Weird Al, so, um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's, I'm gonna watch it. Um, I think I have to. It's not, it's not a movie I'm gonna run out the theater and watch, but I'll watch it when it's on when it's streaming. 
I think uh, it's just actually, streaming. I think it goes. I think it, it goes right to streaming. It is because so, it's yeah, a Roku. No. It's a it's a yeah, Roku film. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll, I'll watch it when it comes out. I'm uh, you know it's. I'm not like a massive Weird Al fan. Um, neither uh, neither am I. But I like the idea of Weird Al. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. Uh, I I think it'll be it'll be a weird movie, and I I <laughs> I'm down for that. Yeah, like I I do like I I there you know I remember when I was younger. I did like some of the Weird Al songs. I did think they were hilarious. And I still do think that some of them are, like, seriously, like, good shit. And he was clearly talented. Uh, a talented guy. And I don't think there's a single individual on Earth that knows Weird Al personally that doesn't like the guy. He just seems like a good dude. And so, I no, but if you ask me, do I ever think that they're going to be a movie that they're going to do on Weird Al's life, I'd be like, oh, well, it almost makes sense, but probably not. That seems too, you know, that seems too risky to ever make a movie on. Like, who the fuck other than a handful of millennials is going to know who the hell Weird Al is at this point? Uh, but I guess that's what they're, ho- they're hoping and banking on, is the Roku audience at home is a bunch of 30-somethings looking to relive the Weird Al story <laughs> in real time. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'll definitely try and, and, uh, and check it out uh, for sure. Uh, where was I here? Oh, uh, apparently the Academy, Mr. Black, thought in all of its wisdom that it would be a good idea to call up Chris Rock and be like, Hey, Chris, we know that some shit, let's just say perhaps crazy shit went down not all that long ago with you and it was a bit of a bad experience, but would you like to come back, do the Oscars? To which Chris said, fuck, what do you know? Of course not. Why would I want to do that? And then he took it a step too far, made a really crazy fucking comparison that made absolutely no sense because it's Chris Rock and he likes to do things in extremes. Uh, but uh, I did I did have to put this in here because I just like the idea of anyone at the Academy stopping and thinking to themselves like, hey, I wonder if Chris wants to come back. Well, I mean, they uh, they obviously want him there for ratings. I mean... Oh, clearly! They, but did they I really mean, think he was going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah I'll come yeah, back. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Do I think you'll see him again? I think you'll eventually see him host the Oscars again, but I think it'll happen long down the road. You need a cool-off period. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, he, he Chris has spent the it'll spend the, the this entire year trying to get people to, you know, chill out on on the drama and, and, and then what talk go to the Oscars <laughs> and then reignite everything again and all the shit leading up will be all questions about the Oscars and there's obviously some legal shit going on too. Like, nah. Like, Will nah. just put out, like, that really fucking yeah. scripted can apology video that was, like, every shitty YouTuber apology I've ever seen in my life, sponsored by his son's water company on the side and shit. It was yeah. fucking the... That shit was whack. And then to, like, ask him if he wants to come back, I was just like, oh, this is comedic. Just the idea, just the thought. Like, I get why they would ask him. Like you said, clearly, ratings. It's an easy win for oh, ratings. 100%. But But, like, to think that... To think that Chris would even field the idea for like three seconds. It's just insane. It's just absolutely crazy. Uh, oh, here's an idea. Here's here's an, uh, a question. I, I just thought of this because Shady mentioned her. I know Will is barred from the event for what was it? Ten years Ten or some shit? Is Jada? No. Okay. But Chris but Rock will made she, that joke. Will, will she go? I wonder. Hell no. Uh, Chris, Chris Rock... <laughs> Chris Rock made that joke, it's, and it's one of the reasons why, as well, like in the Will Smith apology, <laughs> the, when he the says, only reason you're here. <laughs> well, uh, no, he's he in the it, the the last time he hosted the Oscars, he made a joke about Jada, and, and yes. it's why there's been some some tension to begin with because mm. Will Smith says like 
you know, stuff with her past and all this other stuff. And he made, he, Chris Rock made the joke along the lines of like, um, something about, um, fuck had something to do with Rihanna's panties. He was like, you know, it's like, uh, he said something, something about the lines of, um, it's like me asking, uh, to be in Jada, Jada here at the Oscars. Oh, is getting like, invited to the Oscars is getting like invited to the Oscars is like getting invited to like Rihanna's, you know, panties, getting Rihanna's or some panties or something. It's like I wasn't even invited. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> you know, he made something some, like some joke along along those lines. Yeah, and um, so yeah, no, I mean Jada ain't getting no, she ain't getting no Oscars. She ain't nominated for shit. She most certainly ain't gonna go without Will. Um, you know, she's. I, in my yeah. mind, I was like, I was like, no, I don't know if everyone that's there is invite only or not. I have no idea how it works. But in my mind, I was like, I know she's not going to get an Oscar, clearly. I know she's, she, you know, that Will is largely the reason she was there even the last time. But in my mind, I was thinking her ego is so fucking big. In her mind, it's like, it would be like, I got to show everyone that I'm going to show back up and just be there. Even to just be at the fucking Oscars or some shit. And, yeah. and all the no. stupid shit that would come along with it. No, she ain't, she ain't going. <laughs> I you, you you won't you won't see the, the the Smiths back at the Oscars <laughs> for at least a decade. So, uh, by then I wonder if uh, I wonder if his son will stop capitalizing the first letter of every word in his tweets. He's got ten years. He's got to he's got to fucking grow to that shit eventually. Um, Warner Bros. Mister Black evidently wishes that they never did the Snyder cut. Talking about this apparently in the last week or so. Uh, they were apparently hoping that it would silence the fan base, which was, you know, originally the reason why this happened. A bunch of people were losing their mind about, you know, the fact that, uh, that all this, you know, this, this movie was held back by the, by, you know, the fact that Snyder couldn't just do his thing and, 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 uh, and, and go wild with it. And then finally a release the Snyder cut bullshit went on forever and ever and ever. And they finally caved and said, fine, fine, do the stupid fucking Snyder cut. And so they did. Uh, and, uh, now they're apparently wishing that they didn't because they thought that it was going to, you know, quell the demons, keep them at bay. No, it made it worse. And now they're salty about the fact that they caved to it in the first place. Well, they, they, and, and they also are salty about it because now that's the reason why they deleted all that Batgirl shit. Yes. Is because people, people would have been like, I want to see the cut. I want to see, I want to see, I want to see it. And they're like, fuck, we should have never done this shit in the first place. This is fucking stupid. So, And they're already in a rough place. Apparently they delayed a few films into 2023 because they can only afford to do two films in 2022. Uh, and so, you know, uh, having, having this constant pressure to release everything and anything that, that was eventually not meant to be released. Yeah. What a shame. Well, they're just a DC is just in a rough, in a rough, in a rough spot under Warner Brothers in general. Uh, more Game of Thrones on top of more Game of Thrones, Mister Black. Apparently, this uh, the the new show that's out now, House of Dragons, right? That's the name of the yeah. of the uh, of the show. I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen the episodes yet, but um, I think are, are they at, did the second one get released yet, or are we still on one? Yeah, yeah we got two now. Yeah. So I haven't seen them. I haven't seen them. I've seen that people seem to be relatively happy with them. Uh, some very much so. Uh, and, uh, in the midst of all of that, we're getting a little bit more news that evidently there is in some sort of development, 
a uh, a Jon Snow sequel. So it'll be the, it would be the first property that would come out uh, be coming out as a sequel to the original series, uh, and that Kit Harrington would of course be reprising his, his role as uh, as Jon Snow. Uh, I would be more interested in that than House of Dragons, personally. House of Dragons, to me, was never, like, a part of the, like, the Game of Thrones saga that I, that was particularly interesting to me. Uh, but Jon Snow is a character in, uh, you know, and, uh, coming back and having a sequel to a, uh, to the, the series that we already know. Yeah, that sounds intriguing to me. I'd, I'd be interested in seeing that. I don't know if this is, like, a guaranteed thing yet, or if this is still, like, a, a pencil-to-paper situation, uh, but it does seem like a pretty obvious choice if they did want to go that route. It seems like a pretty easy choice. Uh, what do you think, Dio? Would you be interested in a, in a Jon Snow piece? Or are you kind of a, is Game of Thrones for you right now kind of a Star Wars situation? Where no, you just don't necessarily... No, no, no. Star Wars is far, far gone now. I still haven't watched the fucking... <laughs> I haven't watched any of the Star Wars stuff. I haven't watched the, <laughs> the Obi-Wan stuff. I, I'm, Neither have I. I have I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. I'm done. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'll watch a Star Wars movie when it comes out. I'm done. I'm, I'm not even watching. Fuck. I'm not watching Mandalorian anymore. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm over Star Wars. So they're gonna have but to. But Game really of Thrones, you've got you. You've still you still got Thron- some in the tank. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna watch the. I'm gonna watch the House of Dragon. Um, uh, or House of Dragons. I, I haven't watched it. Yet. I'm gonna let a bunch of episodes go, and then because I, I freaking hate waiting a week to watch an episode. It's just annoying. I've been, I've been bred now to just want to binge shit if I want yeah. to, and like have the choice. Yeah, no, it's uh, unfortunately it's hard to go back once yeah. you've gotten to that point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, sure. Um, if it's good, I'm sure with with Jon Snow coming back, and this was this was talked about. I think Kit Harrington went to them and pitched an idea. Oh, really? And uh, Yeah. And they said, we'll think about it. Now it's starting to get a bit of traction. Um, maybe because because Kit Harington's career after Game of Thrones not going particularly well. Um, I know he's going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but um, to what degree, I don't know. Um, yeah, so maybe we'll see, um, you know, the Daenerys come back. Maybe she isn't actually dead, um, because you know the yeah. dragon takes her off, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll see more of Arya and and Sansa and those different characters um, make cameos and things, um, or maybe not. Maybe it'll just be strictly about this character and where he decides to go. Um, sure, I mean I'm in. I mean, if it's good, I mean, I'll give it a try. I'm not burnt out like, yeah, you know, last season of Game of Thrones, pretty bad. <laughs> um, but is it enough for me to, like, write off the entire IP? No. Because even <laughs> though it was bad, it was watchable. It was just disappointing. It was just like, fuck, man. It's that's, just a little we dark, waited all really. this time. It was very dark. It was like, <laughs> we waited all this time for this big battle, and you can't see it. And then, like, certain characters die in certain ways, and it was just unfulfilling. Um, you know, st- parts of it was was good. You know, there there were parts, and even parts of the final episode that, like, certain storylines I got on board with and I enjoyed. But the, some of the bigger stuff was just like, nah, this ain't it. So perhaps they can right the wrongs. One way or another, they're going to milk this shit oh, yeah. um, for eternity. Um, so I expect to see lots more Game of Thrones over the next decade in some way, shape, or form. It's just a matter of, can they make it good? We'll find out.
we will find out and how how much of it will be what I think will be interesting because it'll be over the next decade and and uh, is how much involvement George R. R. Martin has. He's still trying to finish the fucking books for God's sake. Is he is he just going to be perpetually tied to the show and have Probably. that chew up his fucking time I mean, instead of actually finishing? Making. Like he's the guy's made so much money. Yeah, but that dude's going to be, like, dead in, like, fucking five years. So, like, like he should but probably, we said like... That, we said that, like, ten years ago, too, right? Yeah, so, like, I'm still, I don't know. I'm still, you know, if I'm a betting man, I'm still going with diabetes. <laughs> yeah, well, But we'll either see. way, like, he clearly he likes making care. money. I, I don't give a shit if he's part of the show or not, to be honest. Just make a damn good show. If it's good, it's good. If it's not... I don't well, that's really what care. I'm wondering. I'm like, I'm wondering if the if the writers can come up with something that's that's like uh, beyond beyond his his written content because up to this point, I think even House of Dragons is is based on on Martin's work, and so how you know how well they do. Maybe that's what will make it interesting to me. See if Jon Snow's stuff isn't necessarily tied directly to Martin's work, it will be like a, a good test run for like how good could any yeah. other work be. We'll see. Uh, not based on uh, on that stuff. Um. Oh yes, and related, of course, to Game of Thrones, as they are the two big titans of uh, of series out this year. Lord of the Rings officially got the first reviews coming out. I think it debuted Rotten Tomatoes with eighty two reviews at about an eighty eighty five or something like that. I think it's dropped since then. I don't know where it sits at this exact moment, but it seemed like the initial reviews were generally positive uh, about it, which is good when they've spent $750 million. You better damn hope that it sits at around an 80 or higher. Uh, and so uh, the only thing, though, that I've seen other than the trailers is that the pe- people started put uh, or somebody posted the intro to the show online uh, and it immediately has spawned like a million me- memes because the fucking intro to this show, I swear to God, have you seen it yet? No, I haven't. Oh my god! Please, just briefly, while I'm talking. No, just man, look. I, I don't want to ruin nothing. I want to go. There's no, I but, go Believe me, believe me. There is no less than nothing. I'm talking black. Just like you need. You are not going to get anything ruined. Trust me. Trust in the process. This fucking intro for a 750 million dollar Lord of the Rings pro, uh, mo, uh, 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 series. Is shockingly fucking bad, and it looks exactly like a 1990s soap opera intro. Like, identical. I can't think of which one off the top of my head, but I think one of them has an almost identical process. Like a, uh, I don't know if it was like, I don't know if it was like General Hospital or like Days of Our Lives or some shit, just seeing it now! (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Dude, that's the whole intro! <laughs> Even the music. It's straight out of 90s soap operas. Days of our lives. It's gotta be something like that. Like <laughs> what if the some, fuck? If what, somebody what, what, hasn't already put the days of our lives fucking like opening theme to this. Like, they're all looking at the camera and just like <laughs> whisking off to the side and fading out. Wow. 750 schmill for that. Incredible. You know, maybe they just spent all the damn money on the show and just said, you know what, like, just get everybody to it's stand like We just need and- something. We need, like, any, literally anything. It's the, the 11th hour. We need to push something to fucking product. Please, just fucking, I don't know. Green screen. Somebody get a green screen. What a meme. Oh, dude. It's an incredible meme. Uh, it, like, I, 
I'll tell you what, I, I thought, I, if you ever asked me, hey, what do you think the intro is going to be like for the new Lord of the Rings show? This would be nowhere on dude, the list the shit of looks things. Like, dude, the shit looks like this. Like the, this, uh, the Sunset Beach. Have you ever seen this? That's what it reminded me of. I gotta boot this up in my phone. Let's see. Oh, yes. It's so 90s. Like, like so much of the 90s was bro, like this. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the slow, like the looking at the camera and then like the soft pan out and like the. <laughs> it's so bad. Wow. Oh, my God. Interesting. Yeah, so anyway, apparently the show's good, but that intro, wow. That was a choice. <laughs> that was a very interesting choice. Um, so, yeah, now I'm more interested than ever to watch this show, if that's what the intro is like. Holy cow. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, it's a, a good reviews so far from what we've been seeing. Hopefully it is good for the money that they spent. Uh, I, I think it was Jeff Bezos said one of his sons or his son... When he found out that they were Amazon was doing this show, came to him and said, "Don't fuck this up." Uh, <laughs> that's if that if that is true, then God bless Jason Jeff Bezos' son because he's saying what everyone else is thinking. Don't fuck this up. You don't get to take Lord of the Rings and fuck this up like some other shit. Make sure this is good. Unfortunately, that intro is not instilling a lot of confidence right now. But we're gonna have to wait and see what the actual episodes end up being like. Uh, and, uh, you know what else isn't inspiring a lot of confidence, Mr. Black? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's fucking dating game. That motherfucker is a meme. The, all, the other thing that's been all over the internet for memes this week is Leo DiCaprio has broken up with yet another girlfriend basically the day she turned 25 or 26. 25, yeah, he doesn't date past 25. I and then don't. they've got, like, I've watched some sort of chart there where it shows, like, all his different girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. And it's showing how old he's getting, and then how, how, how old his girls are, and and, and it shows that twenty five is just like you're done, you're done, you're done, you're done. It's like it's got a shelf life. <laughs> hey, he knows what he wants. He knows oh what he wants. Oh my god! And he gets it clearly because it's Leo DiCaprio. He's Leo DiCaprio, man. So it Come doesn't on. matter. But I mean, these we're getting ain't, these girls ain't complaining. But you know, somebody they know, they know what they're signing up for. Somebody said. Somebody said. What was it? Made a very funny point to like, uh, that I thought was quite funny. They said, they said um, what was it? They said, we're quickly approaching the point now where, where Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriends aren't going to know him as, his, as the teenage heartthrob that we grew all, all grew up with. They're going to be like, oh yeah, I'm dating that dude from The Revenant. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... they're going to be like born in a year where like Leo, like, a, like most of his career was over and he was doing old man shit and he's still going to be dating 23-year-old models. I mean... Nobody, nobody else seems to like care when other people do the stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's just that it's so like, obvious. See, that he's see, so obvious see, about yeah, it. But it, you see, other dudes that are far older than Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh sure, uh, you know, hooking up with you know chicks in her twenties. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a celebrity. It's, he's Leonardo DiCaprio. He's super famous. He's ultra wealthy. He's super talented. It's a running gag you at know, this point. It's just kind of like the thing. You know, the guy. You know, the guy obviously is not interested in having kids and a wife and having a traditional life. He just wants to have this fun, <laughs> have something young around. You know that he's attracted to. They can have fun with. He can show a good time. And at least. In my opinion, and I don't know if he do he does this on purpose or not, but I think it's kind of a good thing that 
he walks away from these relationships at 25 because, you know, females biological clocks are going, you don't want to, you don't want to hold somebody back for a long time and not have them give them the opportunity to go and <laughs> find somebody else that wants to, you know, that, that, that wants to, he, he doesn't wait have... until they're past 30 and then like, Oh, sorry, it's over now that yeah, you're 30 I mean, and then leave them hanging. Shitty. It would be kind of shitty to date somebody for like seven or eight years. And then, you know, if his number was 30, he starts breaking up with all these chicks and leading them on like something's going to happen. And, you know, then they're, then they're, you know, screwed off. Uh, I don't know if that's his, his plan or he's just, he's only, you know, he just wants him young and fresh. You know, I, maybe that's I it. I think he just wants him young and fresh. Probably it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make it seem like he's a, I'm trying to find some, some light here. I'm trying I think to find he's just living the, I think he's just living the Wolf of Wall Street life right now. Hey, I, man, think, it I think is, that's it. It is what it is. I mean, and I'm sure he's going to do it when he's 50. When but you know, you know what? You're right, though. The one thing that I 100% agree with you on, though, is that is that at least, it, like, he doesn't hide it. He knows no. what he wants. He's not being, like, super crazy, like, sexist, misogynistic, crazy about it. The girls know that they're probably on a, on a, on a oh, shelf they life. They know. Especially now. Like, they, they, it's been, this has been a joke been for, like, the- fucking 15 years. So they know getting in. I'm sure some of them, every once in a while, it creeps in their mind. Maybe I'm the one where this whole, like, thing ends. But, like, at least I he's mean, not being a... Is he not, he's not being, like, a real dick about it. He's no, not out here I mean, being, like... I haven't seen anything about Leonardo DiCaprio treating these women poorly. Only thing uh, I've seen is that you know, there's a, a running thing where a lot of women apparently that have been with him said that he's just not all that great in the bedroom. But other than that, there's no complaints about him being an asshole. It's just well, he's not know. that great in bed. Well, hey, if I'm making millions of dollars, I'll fuck Leonardo DiCaprio. Fuck it. Bring him on over. I don't look like a supermodel, but I'll try. Hey, it is. It is what it is. He knows what he wants. Seems like the girls know what he wants as well. If they're having fun, they enjoy each other's company. <laughs> yeah. He's not doing anything wrong. They're not underage. They know what they're doing. He knows what they're doing. You know, yeah. Is it is it is it the the model that I think men should look look to? to <laughs> Probably <do>? not. No, <laughs> absolutely not. No. But let's not pretend his life is very different than the vast majority of people. Maybe he doesn't want to be in a long term relationship because. He puts his work first over everything. You know, maybe he do, he knows his limitations and what he wants. And he doesn't want to lead women on. He just wants to have some fun. Uh, you know, he probably shows them an amazing time and they get to do things that, you know, you normally, most people probably can't do. Um, and and that's that. That's the way I look at it. I don't know. He might be a dick behind the scenes. He might, he might be an evil person. I'm not hearing it. He just likes you never, him young. You never, like, I feel like if that was the case, we'd probably have heard about it by now because he's been doing this for so long. Like, yeah. one of the girls, somebody would come out and be like, Leonardo DiCaprio is a fucking misogynistic asshole. Yeah, I don't see you that, never, though. I you, never, you never hear that. It's just that no. it's, it's just, it is, it does make an unfortunately great, great joke that Leonardo DiCaprio can't seem to fucking keep a girlfriend past 25. And it's, it is a, it's a pretty great joke. Yeah. Uh, and it's 20, you know, it's like they're, they're, they're 23, 24, 25. At least he's not like going to like an 18 year old or a 19 year old. That would be fucking old. weird. That's a little, that even, yeah. that's even more weird. You know, yeah. somebody in their mid twenties, uh, you know, I don't think that's that weird. I I don't. It's a, by it's 20, off, by 20, like, it, it's, it's still, it's still not like, it wouldn't be my fucking preference. Cause I feel like, like, I don't even know how you communicate with somebody that's 20 plus years. your your fucking junior. Uh, but, uh, 
the weirder part would be if they weren't like just grown ass adults. By the time you're like 23, fucking 24 years old or whatever the fuck, you know what's uh, up to a you're, degree. You're, you know? you're you are definitely grown up enough to know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, yeah. Especially when it comes to Leonardo DiCaprio, you you fucking know what you're doing. That's for sure. Oh yeah, like a Dane Cook. Yeah, true. Yeah, don't be Dane. Dane Dane met Dane met his his now wife. For, I think he's, I think they're married now. When the, she was like 15, and then like the day she turned 18, they were like posting on social media, and then now they're now they're married. That don't do that. Don't probably don't do what Leo is doing, but definitely do not do what Dane Cook did. That's that shit's that shit's fucking weird. And probably illegal in most states. Uh, that's all I've got for movies and TV, I think. I don't think uh, anything else really has cropped up that I've seen. Uh, no, nothing in, here in either. Nothing, we, uh, nothing here. Hit on most of that. And so that means that it's time with, uh, with about 20 minutes left to get into... Tech support. Oh, you know what? We're going to have to switch up. First, hit me up with that cello real quick, Mr. Black. We're going to have to squeak the cello in first. Oh, uh, patreon.com slash lag TV. Head on over there. Support the podcast. If you guys want to keep the show going, we do appreciate it. Um, NordVPN. NordVPN.com slash OTT. Uh, use the promo code OTT. Get a massive discount. They got a, uh, a big special going on where if you get the subscription, you get four bonus months plus, plus you get that 30-day money-back guarantee, which means try it out. If you don't like it for whatever reason, get your money back. If you don't know what a VPN is at this point, I'll explain it to you again like I do every week. <laughs> it's a virtual private network, which means you can mask your IP to a different region, country, city, wherever, so that you can bypass region block content on the internet. You can watch different regions of Netflix and other streaming services at the click of a button. Um, you can also, and the most important part, is you stay safe and anonymous. So when you're out in, and you're traveling or you're at public Wi-Fi, so you're at Walmart or McDonald's or Starbucks, um, and you're using their, their Wi-Fi, instead of uh, connecting to those Wi-Fis using your own given IP, um, you can mask your IP uh, through NordVPN on the mobile app, whether it's a smartphone, so if you've got um, an iPhone or an Android, um, and then you can surf the internet and stay protected um, so that you know people that do bad things and steal people's information can't get your direct info. They would have to bypass a VPN, um, and Nord does an amazing job at keeping those threats at bay. Not only that, you can have it for your desktop. They have a desktop app. You don't even have to be running NordVPN's VPN. You can have just the threat protection running in the background on your PC. Um, and that will help you when you're searching the internet so that uh, bad sites can't steal your information, um, see what you're searching, um, gather your cookies and all this other stuff that they do. I want my cookies. I don't want anyone else stealing my cookies. Keep your hand into my cookie jar. Yeah. So you can get, there's lots of ways you can stay protected with NordVPN and with up to six simultaneous devices. How you many? You only need six. You only wow. need one account per household. And Adam, it's less than a grande cinnamon dolce latte a month at Starbucks. Mm. It's a few bucks a month. That's mm. it. It's actually less than a few dollars a month when you take an account that you get four bonus months when you use that promo code OTT. 
you're a couple bucks a month. So go check them out. It's a great way to support the sponsor, to support us on the podcast, and of course, most importantly, yourself, so that you stay safe, you stay anonymous, and uh, you know, if you're downloading things, you're doing whatever, you don't want people to know what's going on, got to get a VPN, got to make it happen. So go out there and make it happen. Click the link in the description. If you're listening to this um, on RSS feeds, it is nordvpn.com slash O-T-T. Boom! And now it's time for some tech support, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this week, since we flipped the show on its head a little bit, I decided to throw um, throw it out there to the $5 Patreon supporters as well. Uh, just to get a couple of extra people involved that wouldn't normally be able to be involved. Otherwise, patreon.com slash lag TV, $10 or more a month gets a couple of perks, chiefly the ability to ask us questions each and every week where we answer them as much as we can in the time that we have in this segment called tech support. I post that post up just before the show starts usually. Uh, but like I said, this week was a little different. So we opened it up to the $5, uh, champions out there. It's about half of our sub base is at five bucks. The other half is loosely at the 10 uh and uh and so we've got uh, we've got double the chances this week and hopefully i sent out a message on on social media and stuff as well hopefully uh enough of the supporters saw that so that they could get their questions in uh for this one so let's see what we got this week uh let's see <laughs> Seth said, when was the last time you wanted to reply to an event, like, or just like, or either like uh, a text or like a real life thing with the blinking man gif? You know which one that is? The gif of uh, the guy from Giant Bomb that's just like the, it's one of the greatest, it's one of the greatest reply gifs of all time uh, for for that. uh, Yeah, so when when was the last time that you wanted to drop one of those? I don't suppose it was when you saw the places uh, here uh, earlier today and uh, looked at the price and said... Uh, no, it wasn't that bad. No, no, it wasn't. I mean, a little bit, but like not, (laughs) I think that that needs to be used for like sparingly. You gotta, you gotta bring it it out for very, yeah, you can't throw it on everything. Um, true. Um, I'll let you know what I, what mine is. It was just today, actually. uh Now I think of, uh, there's lots of things that I want to use it for all the time. It's just, uh, uh, but but today specifically, I saw that uh, uh, Ventilus, another uh, another partner on Twitch, good buddy of mine, uh, tested out to see because there was a lot of rumors going around because uh, Twitch was being a little you know just, didn't really explain exactly how September was going to work this year. But he said he can confirm that gifted subs don't have all that shit applied to it this year. So oh, it's only so it's, it's only, only people like getting the sub themselves. Subs. Does any of that stuff apply? Mm. Um, making this arguably the worst September of all time. But that I, I saw that, and that was definitely... I had a blinking man uh, moment on, uh, on, on that one today. For sure. Uh, mine would be... Oof. Hmm. There is a couple, but I don't want to say it because <laughs> it'll start some shit. So, I mean, it's 2022, man. You got to watch everything you're saying, man, because people just get all in their feelings about every freaking thing. That's true, dude. Every every day that I'm on Twitter, I I I have I have that that 
Well, it's a hot take. It's a hot things. take machine, right? So like yeah, every, you have yeah. the exp- you yeah, have but, the ability yeah, to have the, the exposure. Yeah, but I mean, like a lot of this stuff is not even hot takes anymore, man. It's just like some people, they, like they're not they're not even hot takes. I mean, they are hot takes, but like everybody's accepting hot takes. Like they're defending <laughs> hot takes. Oh, okay. you know, you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? Like I the mean, shit that people, the, the, the shit that people were doing and saying. Yes. On social media. Yeah. That like, if you were to if if you were to go out and say how you feel about certain things. And those certain things are hot takes. Mm-hmm. Y- you look like you're the one making the hot take. Does that make sense? Oh, I think I know. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. I kind of get what you're saying. So you're saying you're saying from your perspective, the the more accepted takes right now on Twitter are what you would have thought would have been the hot takes. So that if you were to 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 say that you were in disagreement with that Correct. take, you are in fact yeah, the I, hot take. Yes, because people would then be doing the meme on me. Yes. You know what I'm saying? The, the blink, the like blink my, returns. The blinking, yeah. The, the hot take would be like, <laughs> they'd be looking at me like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Uh, I'm, I'm very interested in what. In what the, nah, there's what too the many. There's, there's too many. And there, there, there's already there's already people in this chat that get triggered. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I just, I've just learned, I've just learned to shut my mouth and, um and just, and just. Except, I'm, I'm, I'm trying just, to think I'm of just, like recent events as to what oh, could bro, have possibly. It's daily, it's daily, it's daily. It's, dude. The, the, I don't. Know, I'm telling you right now, my Twitter feed. <laughs> I am blocking on average three to five people a day on Twitter now. Three. What to is five. the discourse that you're I just, seeing? I just block. Like now, when I see something <laughs> I don't like, instead of me like bitching about it or or writing about it, I just block. I'm I just so block, int- block, 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 block. <laughs> Three to I, five thought, days. I thought my feed was bad. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think there was that much crazy shit going oh, bro. on, bro. Crazy out here. It's all wild out there. It's all wild. <laughs> the only thing I can think of that I also did like the blinking meme at was I went. I went a a apparently probably because I don't use the primary platform. I went a a a decent amount of time having no fucking clue who Andrew Tate was. I'd oh. never heard, I'd never heard of him in my life. Like until really? like, until like, I, I think I remember when I saw, heard the name, it didn't mean anything to me. I saw him and I was like, I feel like I've seen him fight before. Then I found out that he was a, a kickboxer, like a, a world champion kickboxer. And I was like, oh, okay. I think that like that, uh, like I know him from that, but I didn't know all the other peripheral shit until it literally blasted every social media feed that I had for like a straight month of yeah. just nonstop. I've, the, I've known about Andrew Tate, I would say probably for three months. Oh, okay. That's and a little I've deeper watched, than me. Yeah, I've watched a substantial amount of Andrew Tate stuff. Um, Interesting defi- gentleman. Yeah, I could definitely <laughs> use that meme for several things Sorry. that he has said for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's for damn sure you, you'd almost you'd almost get dry eyes blinking that m- but you'd almost have a fucking seizure from from giving yourself a fucking flashbang yeah, from all the all the blink he's got some hot blinks. takes for sure <laughs> definitely some hot takes for sure uh yeah but yeah lots of lots of uh lots of it uh no doubt uh mario asks uh love your games by the way shout out uh, my wife and I bought a house recently and are super happy with what we got considering the circumstances and current housing market. Literally, if you get a house at all, 
right now, congratulations, you've done it. You fucking, you fucking did it. Uh, we could just to find inventory is a, is a fucking win at this point in a lot of places. We got a 20 year mortgage, uh, fixed rate of 199. Holy shit. So you locked this in like fucking, uh, probably nine months ago now, at least, uh, for that kind of a, a lock in at fixed. The only thing is that it's not in the city, but about 20 kilometers away from it. Oh, that's nothing. Uh, so my, well, I guess it depends on which city. Depends on the city. <laughs> that, could make, that could actually be terrible. Uh, so my question is, what would you choose if you had to decide between a smaller, older, more expensive house in the city or a bigger, newer, more affordable outside? Get me the fuck out of the city. Uh, outside. outside. Every time. That's not even, that's not even. Not even and close. trust me, if you're, if you're young, which you probably are if you're listening to this podcast, um, and it's your first time buying a house, you're probably in your late 20s. Other than Cro- early, this is Croatia. Oh, there you go. Um. Uh, you know, if you're all about the city living and, you know, being in the now and stuff, you know, in the future, you're going to want your space for the vast majority of people. You're going to get tired of that. And, uh, yeah, I, I would pick outside of the city for a bigger, cheaper house any time of the day. The only time I would not consider that is if the city is a major big city that takes hours commute because of the distance between your house and you work in the city. That's the only way that I would uh, consider buying a older, more expensive house in the city simply to have two to three hours a day not sitting in traffic and being miserable. No. Um, that's the only way. For me, any, anything more like the way that I always thought about it was that if it took me longer than 45 minutes to get to work and 45 minutes to get home from work so an hour and a half in total on the road i was living too far from my job like if that was my permanent job like i like i'm not talking about like oh i had my current job where it probably won't be forever and ever it's just a thing but if you're like locked into career mode you know you're going to be at a place while you're buying this home and you're probably going to be there for five six ten years whatever for me the moment that i'm spending like jeff said like two hours uh, out of my day in a car I'm that immediately ain't that ain't that that's that the the amount of money that would have to be you know making up for a that lot. it's an exponential function like that goes up quick and so yeah I would go outside the city every time I think you unless, made the right move unless I could do two hours of traffic if I was working two days a week in the office be like okay yeah if I'm working sure. from home most of the time yeah yeah if I'm if I'm full time like you know I'm I'm putting 40, 50 office. hours in the office and I got to put another 20 30 hours a week in traffic oh no no hell that no. ain't it no that ain't no it. unless you're paying me for that traffic time it ain't happening yeah no shot and it's probably still ain't happening and, be yeah honest. yeah and honestly yeah, it probably true. still ain't happening that's very like, true if my job was paying me 60k a year and they're like listen we're gonna give you another 20k a year to drive but you're gonna be in traffic two hours plus a day i'm sorry i'm not doing it it's i'm not doing it I got no, better shit to do. <laughs> I would rather have nothing to do for that yes. time than spend it in a car in traffic. I, I, for that $20,000 difference, I could be at home saving myself two hours a day, which is 14 hours a week. I could make $20,000 from home, from home, not working for you, that difference on 14 hours a week. 
The difference I being, I could be at home. Like that's, and I could that's be at the, home, and that's yeah, that's a, that's a that's a very large. Like there's, it's twenty grand, and I'm in an office, or it's twenty grand, and I'm at home. Gee, I wonder which one I'm gonna fucking choose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doctor Samurai said, besides NordVPN, what has been your favorite sponsor? World Vision. Even though they weren't technically sponsors, it wasn't I would really say a sponsor, but though, they were my the favorite thing. people to work with. Over the years, yeah. Uh, honestly, uh, the, honestly, NordVPN. As far as like, like most of the sponsors, or, or all of the sponsors for this podcast have been have been secondarily attached or primarily attached to Jeff's uh, Twitch stream that this podcast was then tied to because Jeff went to them and said, "Hey, I've got you know we're doing this over here, but I can irk out a little bit more if you want to also you know put your name on uh, on the, our podcast." And that's how the sponsors. I might have, have another have, one soon. I've moved on here. Another one now. So let's go. You never know. Uh, I my favorite sponsor. Um, I've I've had some really good sponsors over the years. Um, I had a lot of fun with Under Armour. Uh, cause they flew me out to, um, I think it was in, was in Boston. Was it Boston? I don't know if it was Boston. I forget now. It's been a while ago. That was fun. Um, uh, Nord VPN has been great. I mean, I've been with them now almost three years. I think it has been three years now that I've been with them podcast a couple years. Um, they've been great. They're awesome to deal with. Um, uh, geez, I just did one with Porsche Canada. That was a lot of fun. It's a quick one off like hour and a half. Yord was pretty good. We had a pretty good run with Yord. Yeah. Yord was fun. They were one of Um, our earliest sponsors too on, uh, on, uh, on the lag TV channel. Yeah. Uh, Yord, Yord was good. I mean, I've had a ton. I've had a ton of really good sponsors over the years. We haven't had I, a lot I, of really bad I, deals I with honestly, sponsors. I can honestly say I, I don't think I've had any bad experiences with sponsors. I've had some that were like that didn't pay so well that like I only just took because like I can't say no to money sometimes. Like if I if I know I can make a thousand bucks and it's going to take a couple hours of my time um, and I can get behind the product, I'll do it. But perhaps like the workload and stuff just really wasn't that fulfilling. I've had those. Um, raid then, call. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the raid call, like raid call paid well. I mean, raid call was paying, no wonder they went bankrupt, but, oh, but raid call was paying more CPM than what YouTube was. So like when we made a YouTube video, dude, there was a man, I forget the name of this game. But back in 2014, when I was full-time League of Legends, there was this um, there was this game that was I forget the name of the game. I, I, I one sec here. I'm gonna I'm gonna find the name of it because I probably still have it in my Steam list. Dude, this shit was crazy. Um, oh man, I'm never gonna find it because I have a million games in my Steam list. Anyway, there was this game that I and several other League of Legends players played and promoted um and basically how it worked i've never had in my life now i've been doing this for it'll be 11 years this month okay i've never in my life seen a game print money the way that this thing did for for sponsors and essentially what happened was is you would play this game and you would get paid per hour 
by your concurrent viewership. And the concurrent viewership, the, 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 the metric that they did, it was astronomical uh, uh, CPM. Um, CPM, astronomical. I'm talking like I had a paycheck one month, all right? It was like 7500 bucks, and I played the game for six hours. <laughs> and, like, I never got paid. I know that now, and this was back in 2014. That's, I know that's crazy. Now, I know now there's streamers that, you know, play a game for two hours, make 100 grand. I, it exists. Some more. I've, I've, I know there's million-dollar deals for a day of playing a game. It happens all the time, all right? The, 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 the thing, I shouldn't say all the time, but they exist. The, but back then, I mean, holy shit, dude. I it wasn't was like, a lot was competing with that kind of turnaround. Oh, dude, back then, like uh, a sponsor, you'd make like three to $500 in a month. Like back yes. then, right? Yeah. Like that, yeah, yeah. that, this was like unheard of. And there were streamers that were bigger than me, way bigger than me, that were pulling in tens of thousands oh, yeah. of dollars a month off this. Um, and they were writing the checks, man. They, were, they paid, they seemed to enjoy it, and then the game went under. I, I even forget the game. It's on my Steam somewhere. But they, obviously they ran out of money. Um, they tried. But yeah, so that was a damn good sponsor. And the game was fun. <laughs> that was the thing. The game was actually pretty fun to play. It just didn't take off. It just didn't take off, right? So yeah, I've had I've had some I've had some good sponsors. There's been a couple of games that I've that I've gotten that I've ended up playing that I didn't really enjoy all that much. Um, so those were kind of thing, but they always treated me well. Business was good. They were easy to talk to. They enjoyed the the collaboration and stuff. But yeah, I have, honestly can't say I've had many bad things, and it's because I've been very selective over the years on on who I'm with. Dude, I get shit shoveled to me all the time, and a lot of it is hot garbage I won't touch. You know, sometimes the money is really, really good, and it's tempting, but, like, there, there, there just comes a time where you're just like, eh, I can't. I can't. The product can't just ain't that. it. Yeah, that yeah. ain't it. That ain't it. I Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm going to try and see some names we haven't uh, seen before because I don't know. They're probably uh, in the, the $5 tier. Swats Up asks, what's the best TV show intro? Well, now that we've talked about Lord of the Rings being uh, obviously not it, uh, are there any that you would never skip hit intro while watching? Honestly, mm. um, not a lot, but I can name, I can name a couple. I mean, I go I back in time. I'm Power going Rangers. I'm going Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince is dope. Original Power Rangers. Good. Also dope. Um, X-Men cartoon. That's good too. Fucking dope. Uh, if I go in, if I go more modern. Rugrats, pretty good. Rugrats, fucking dope. I always if, watch the Rugrats one. Uh, if I go forward in time more recent, first season of, um, of, uh, of, uh, uh, of fuck me. True Detective. My brain fucking fried mm, for me. That's a First good season of True Detective's intro. That was like, the thing now is that after True Detective did that, that style of intro, every doing it. fucking, and still Everyone's happening now, yeah. doing that style of intro, but that one is still the best of all of them uh, in that style. Uh, yeah, that was a really good one. Um, Otherwise, not many. A lot of intros are real fucking easy to write off and just, you know, get me through this shit. Uh, but yeah, those are, those are, those are some, some good ones for sure. 
Uh, I mean, the Simpsons were always kind of was always kind of neat because they changed so frequently, right? It was like, what's going to change in this intro? We got all right. Just got enough time for one very quick one, yeah, and then he's got to fucking bounce. A few minutes, and I get a bounce. Uh, let's see if we can find another one here. Uh, well, I can answer this real quick. Actually, I'll save that for when Jeff's gone because it's 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 uh, specific to me. Um, Oh, Super Kami Guru, you've been a- uh, you've been granted access to the hyperbolic time chamber, Mr. Black. That's a dream. Mm. Besides getting in shape, which I could desperately use myself right now, what would you do for a year in the hyperbolic time chamber? Is it hyperbolic or hyperbaric? I don't know which one it is. I I, I think, I think I it's, ch- hyper- it's hyperbolic. Is it? I think so. I, I think know. I've heard I, it pronounced in both ways, but I think, I'm pretty sure it's hyperbolic time chamber. Yeah. Um, in the context of the show, anyway, I have no. I, I yeah. Can't remember. Like what? What? What else would I do? Um. Sleep. <laughs> like just rest. If I could just get a year of sleep, just Amazing. rest. Like Amazing. be in my own, be in my own thoughts. You know figure out what I want to do with my life. Slow down. Breathe. Not you know? work. Yeah, just... Just just exist for just a year. Just exist, yes. <laughs> yeah. Just exist. All responsibilities gone. I'm just yes. in there to train my body and my mind and sleep and prepare for a different view on the world when I left it. That's pretty much it. It would almost be like a, a year-long meditation in a weird roundabout way. And it would probably drive me crazy for the first two weeks. And then after that, I'd probably just submit myself to it and enjoy it. Uh, let's see. Any other names I don't recognize here? Uh, J. Kim, who is the best, the best girl in the land of TV slash video games? Well, for TV... Uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, fucking, for Jeff, that's Rachel fucking, uh, Rachel Bilson or whatever from, uh, Orange, Rachel Orange, Orange County. from Orange County. <laughs> Aiden Christensen. He married her. Got her. That's a dub. Good catch. Good catch. Um. Although, I'm not gonna lie. So what, what exactly is the question? Said, who is the best girl in the land of TV and video games? So, best girl for TV, movies, best girl for Mm. video games. I I don't really know chicks for video games. Um, So, that's that's a hard one for me to to answer. But, yeah, I mean, Rachel Bilson's pretty... uh, (laughs) She's she's my teenage teenage crush. Mmm... Man. Um Man, for for movies or TV. For movies and TV when I was when I was younger, my first ever one was um Tia Carrera from from Wayne's World, the girl from Wayne's World, Wayne's girlfriend. That was like my first ever movie related crush. Then later on in my teen years for movies and TV, um, it was Olivia Wilde was mine, mm. and then 
as far as games go, best best girls for games. Man, when I was younger, um, uh, uh, oh my god. Uh, so when I was like probably nine, uh, what's the? Oh, this is so bad. I can't remember it right now. I couldn't remember True Detective, so that just tells you where my fucking brain is today. What's the? What's the? What's the uh, the 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 girl's name that's at the bottom of Link's treehouse in Ocarina of Time, that she teaches? See, uh, 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 um, fuck me. Uh, she teaches you her own song. It's gonna chat's gonna help me out with this one. I, I the know. tiger. Saria, thank you. That like a bonding moment. Obviously, I mm. wasn't romantically when I was like eight years old, but like that was one for sure. And then, um, uh, I think Faith from, uh, Mirror's Edge is pretty dope as a character. That's a cool character. Uh, for sure. And, yeah. uh... uh I'm, I'm, I don't know any, I don't know any female, uh, characters, but if I had to choose real-life people, Rachel Bilson for shows, mm. and for movies, Alexandra Daddario. That's it. She's mildly attractive. My... Mildly. It's mild, mildly attractive. <laughs> it's mildly. For sure. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll stop there. I don't want to get into another one because I think it. you've got a dip. you got a dip. That's it. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of the show on this remix where we say goodbye to Mr. Black and you guys have to listen to me solo this bitch with a cartoon character version of Jeff on the other side of this uh, this camera setup uh, yeah, guys, for, I, for games. I, I tried to, I had two dates. It was like a Saturday and a Thursday. Um, I have my party poker stuff on Saturdays. I cannot skip. So you always only get me for half the show. But let's be real, guys. You basically only get Adam during the game's new stuff <laughs> that's, anyway. That's true. So it's going to be right back at home. All right. Uh, thanks, guys, for all the love. We appreciate you. I will see you all. I'll be here for the full show next Thursday. All right. All right. Godspeed. Have fun and good luck with that fucking mic boom. All right. See ya. <laughs> Peace. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, you just got me. Well, since we're already in this in this segment, really, or we're just in this segment as it is, I will just uh, I'll answer a couple more questions while we're here, uh, just so that uh, some more get answered. Uh, there was one here that was specific to me. I said I would hold on to that one uh, for obvious reasons. That came in from Henry. He said, "How's your book coming along, Adam?" Well, it's not out yet, Henry. So, um, it's got a ways to go on that one. Um, you could probably insert the blinking man meme right here. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the book is currently, as Mark said in chat, the book is currently being used as floor leveler. Uh, that will, uh, I'll, I'll let you know when substantial, you know, substantial uh, progress has been made on that, but. None as of right now. By the time I write that shit, it might not even, excuse me, it might not even be sci-fi anymore. I might, that, that shit might change by the time I get around to actually making this thing. <sighs> what else we got here? Sergeant asks, if you had a uh, full, uh, cr full creative control over the project and unlimited funding, what kind of movie would you make? Bonus points if it's a game to movie adaptation also. What is the date of next Monday? <laughs> next Monday is still technically for most people, apparently, as I've, as I've learned, 
this coming Monday because it's only Thursday. But if it was Sunday, it would be the Monday after that following day. If you had full creative control, though, over what an unlimited fun. I mean, we talked about it earlier. It's Resident Evil. How hard is it to make Resident Evil? Evidently, it's difficult. I mean, they've made several movies which have somehow made enough to continue perpetually making Resident Evil movies. I don't understand how they keep making enough money for that because they're all bad movies. But it's Resident Evil. You literally take the events of the first game and the second game and you tie them together and then quite literally adapt the games. No, no Billie Eilish... No weird, crazy tangents. No trying to get fancy with the source material. Because as a zombie action-related movie, or, or a thriller horror, they already work. The events work. You don't have to put a bunch of extra shit in to try and, like, spruce it up because you're afraid that the people that played the games, you know, are gonna be like, oh, this is just like watching the, the games all over. Yes! That's what people want! Like the more like like who are you making Resident Evil for? Like this recent this recent one. Who was that for? Well, it definitely wasn't for fans of the games. I can tell you that much. Sure shit wasn't made for fans of the games. Was it made for newcomers to the series? If so, didn't really do anything for them either. So what have you done by straying from the source material? You've accomplished absolutely nothing. I don't understand why it's so friggin' complicated. Uh, I'd go with that, but like, what what movie would I make? Yeah, it's a uh, fucking Resident Evil, man. I, like, that's easy. That's easy. I also I've talked about this before. Rama, which is the Arthur C. Clarke uh, book, my favorite science fiction book uh, that I've ever read. Um, that adapted to a film with today's technology and stuff. I think that'd be crazy. I think it would look amazing. Uh, I think it would work. People seem to dig that kind of. Uh, of that kind of pace in science fiction films. Uh, more often than not these days, we've seen it with, uh, with some more recently. I think it would be spectacular. And if you had a big budget and you could do the, 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 you could do Rama, you know, proper, I think that would be, uh, quite impressive. It'd be great. Uh, let's see. Uh, Xenon Slayer, what is the greatest sporting moment to you, as in the world of sport, not personally? Oh, okay, so... Man. That, I mean, there's so... Uh, sports have been around for so long, and there's been so many crazy, amazing moments in sports. Um, you know, whether you're talking about Olympic sports or, or, or otherwise, I mean, holy shit, how are you possibly supposed to choose one? Right? Uh, that's, that's a, that's an ask. Um... Man, I mean, there are stories of the Olympics where, where, you know, um, where shoes were stolen from athletes and they just did it anyway and they end up winning and shit. And then there's the, the famous picture. I think the, was it when the Olympics was held, uh, was it held in Germany or was it just because the Germans were like boycotting or some shit anyway, like the black athlete, you know, with the hand up that that's a, a, like a, a crazy moment in sport and an incredibly important one. Um, man, what else? Uh, oh, I mean, some of my favorites, I don't think as like greatest sporting moment, but like really like important ones for me growing up. 
were watching uh, the Red Wings 90s run, the Bulls 90s run, uh, the, the, the double three-peat uh, for the Bulls, um, the... Um, watching Tiger uh, dominate and turn, and turn golf into a sport that more than just wealthy white people gave a shit about... Uh, and actually made it entertaining and continues to be, like, the impetus for anyone watching fucking golf, apparently, because every time they just mention his name, more people show up to watch it. Um, you know, they tried making Rory McIlroy, and they continue to try making Rory McIlroy the, the next guy, but, like, and he's a really good guy and a great golfer, but just, he's, I, I don't think that he's going to be the guy to carry that torch. I don't think that you can generate that. I think that just has to happen. Um... The Serena Williams thing uh, that just happened here, uh, that that was pretty fucking incredible. Um, man, there's, um, there's, there's a, there's just, there's just, there's, God, how do you, how do you, how do you pick anything? Uh, watching Usain Bolt smash records in, in his Olympic and, and world championship, uh, runs, um, Michael Phelps and his his getting decorated like a Christmas tree uh with medals. <sighs> Fuck me. I mean there's just you could keep going on and on and on. Like the the sport the thing about the, the the crazy thing about sport is that is that like a lot of things it it evolves and changes over time and 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 athletes get get better and better and sometimes records will be held for 50 or 60 years and then they'll finally be broken and other times uh they just change hands multiple times in an event and um yeah i mean there's there's there, there's just uh, you could choose any, you could choose any, almost really any sport and there will be some sort of pivotal crazy uh, impressive moment that either a lifted the sport up out of its usual demographic of those who gave a shit about it or b uh or, or changed the sport itself and sometimes both at the same time i mean there's a lot there's a lot going on there uh for sure but uh but yeah man that's that's a good question lots of lots of really uh important and uh and impressive feats in sports in general uh, let's see. Tall Deer asks, is it better to wake up from a nightmare or to wake up from a lovely dream? In other words, to escape a fictional hell or forced to leave a wondrous world. I'd rather wake up. I'd rather wake up from a nightmare. Honestly, get that over with. When I have a good dream, I don't want to wake up from a good dream. Shit's better than what I got going on most of the time outside. What are, what are we going to hook me up with the good shit? Uh, let's see if you, oh, hey, Dent, if you could have a time machine, would you want one that can only go forward or only go backwards? Uh, I think we've got just enough recorded history that I don't necessarily need to go backwards. You know, show me, show me how much further humanity manages to survive. I mean, shit, you could probably go into that time machine and just type in like, you know, 2083 and the world's probably already over, but you know. Uh, and let's see, is there anything else here that we could squeak in? I think that's pretty much it. I think we'll stop there for the, the tech support segment, which means it's time to move on to, we don't even have a jingle for it, game news. That's all we got. Game news. We're just me and you. So sit down, 
grab a snack, let's talk about some game news. First up, and probably the biggest news of the day, because, well, it happened today. 343 Industries released their updated, uh, or the state of the, you know, state of the, of the union type stuff over there for Halo Infinite. Uh, their developer update video. And unfortunately, I wish I had a bunch of great news for you if you haven't already seen it, but, uh, but guess what? Not a lot of great news. Uh, 343 Industries still up to their neck and probably up to their eyeballs at this point, or forehead and beyond. Uh, they might actually just be six feet under the water at this point, but all the same, uh, things aren't looking stellar for Halo Infinite. Uh, Halo Infinite, they're, they're... Well, let's just talk about it, shall we? First up, Forge, which is the thing that, that, as far as I'm concerned, is, is kind of the only thing that will keep this game alive long enough to give the, the would-be 10-year service shelf life of this game any hope of surviving anywhere close to 10 years, is entering beta this coming November. Uh, and I say beta because it's not the full release. It is the beta. So we're not getting the full, the full meal deal there in terms of like the finished product. We are getting a beta, but it's to launch in November. Uh, and we'll see what people can come up with. People are already out there with limited tools doing amazing things. I saw a version of the Toy Story uh, Andy's bedroom that looked really good. And, you know, replete with, with uh, a Jenga tower with uh, interactable physics for it. And so, you know, they're... they're yeah. I'm I'm just going to let you know right now, the Forge maps are going to be better than 343. I've just... And that's largely because 343 has, to their credit, is giving us a Forge mode that now has the ability... I think Halo 5's was a really in-depth Forge mode and had the ability to have, I think, over 1,000, 1,700, somewhere in there, uh, objects. This Forge mode is 7,000 and something. You can do a lot with that many objects. They also have object scaling now, and that's a huge, uh, a huge deal. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, and and so a lot of these maps, you know, the creatives in the community are going to do some crazy shit. I'm guaranteeing it, and uh, will will almost certainly become more popular than whatever three four three puts out. And like I like I said, I think they need that. I think they need it because they don't have the development. Uh, either resources, whether that's money, people, time, any factor of resources to be doing the game, any service as a live service title, clearly at this juncture, they need something to help bridge the gap. Forge is a good way of doing it. And so we've got the Forge beta coming out in November, which I think is a little later than they had originally planned, but nevertheless, it's finally on the way. Season three, however, so this is where shit gets crazy, and this and this is probably the most telling aspect of just where Halo Infinite is in terms of getting its feet underneath of itself. Season two will be ten months old by the time season three launches, because season three has been delayed until March of 2023. That's a long time. That is a very long season. That is that is just shy of a calendar year for a single season in a live service game. It's unheard of. In fact, it will be the longest that I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the longest singular season in any active live service game. With that delay, however, they're saying that 
Uh, well, you know what? Wait, I'll, I'll get to that here in a moment. I'll get the rest of the bullet points. We'll talk a bit more about that delay in a moment. Another bit of bad news. For those who have been waiting for Coach uh, Split Screen Campaign Co-op, which had been promised forever. In fact, after Halo 5 famously didn't have it, and then the, uh, the, the head of the studio or whatever at the time came out and said that was a mistake, will never happen again. Halo will continue to have it uh in the future and then infinite was like yeah it's coming but they didn't have it at launch then they didn't have it at the delayed launch then they said it's still coming and we were reaching the date in which it was supposed to arrive and then it comes out and today joe statin just literally low-key slips it in whoop sorry guys just we're diverting the resources from the couch split uh, screen co-op into other stuff so it's not going to ever be a thing It's gone. So don't look for it. It's never going to happen. They are bringing co-op, network co-op. That is still happening. Couch split screen co-op not coming to Halo Infinite. It has been axed in its entirety. Now in this video, we saw for the first time, uh, who's, he's been paraded out on camera. I'm sure he was fucking thrilled about it. Uh, his name is Sean Barron. He's the new head of the live service segment for Halo Infinite. Uh, and as I said, stepped in front of the camera for the first time for this, uh, this dev update. After watching, it's like a half hour video, and he talks for, for the vast majority of it, uh, I would say, or uh, certainly the majority. He was the most confidence-inspiring individual of the three. Staten, who I would have assumed would have been confidence-inspiring, has, has kind of shrunken into himself, his posture, everything... It's, he's like, the, the confidence isn't there. He's clearly not, he, he know he knows when that video goes up, what's coming. I, he's just very, it was like drawn into him. So it was no confidence whatsoever. Sean Barron, on the other hand, exuded a confidence. He also exuded, um, uh, almost disdain for where the game is. He's clearly not happy with, you know, where the game is when he's stepping into this role especially from a live service uh, position. It is nowhere near where the game should be or where the team wants it to be. Uh, and clearly not where the player base wants it to be either. He's aware of that. And so uh, he was very frank about the whole thing uh, and, and how he talked about the project, uh, even though he brought a lot of the bad news in terms of delays and whatnot, he was the closest thing to instilling any amount of confidence uh, that I've seen from 343 Industries since this game came out. And he, if he wasn't, you know, in this position earlier, he should have been, uh, and he should have been on camera earlier um, and given more more power than he if he was there longer. Because there's, there's the, like he he seem he seems to he seems to understand that. Uh, that the game has failed to this point and that things desperately need to change and they're making these choices uh they're hard choices but they're you know they're making them uh he did get excited about the fact that he's finally got them to be putting match xp uh into the game that's coming this year as well 
match XP being, uh, you know, he looked at it and he's, he agreed with a lot of people's complaints that were playing the game and you weren't getting experience for just playing the game. You had to like go in and like there were the challenges list and you were like, you were playing the game not the way you wanted to play it to level up and get experience. You were playing it how 343 Industry wanted to dictate you play the game, which was always fucking terrible and never should have left the table. I don't know what the hell they were thinking, but well, they clearly weren't uh, for most of this shit. Uh, but all the same, match experience is coming. That is uh, a beta release in uh, towards the end of the year as well. And it will be paired with a free 30-level uh, battle pass, which is there to A, help bridge the gap between the delay of Season 2 and 3, or, or 2 into 3, and then B, also to allow them to test the influence of match experience on the battle pass and for them to make those tweaks previous to the full launch of season three in the uh in the earlier parts of 2023 uh, which all sounded like perfectly reasonable solutions to what is going on the you know, something you have to start somewhere uh and this sounds like a legitimate first first step it's just that this stuff should have been first stepped last fucking year i don't know why it took them this long um, and I have here in my notes, I said, Sean really drove home the point several times that the game is not where they want it to be by a long shot, and that between now and the end of 2023, and he said that specifically, he said it's going to take until the end of 2023 to get a foundation built under this game to step off of or build from for the remainder of this would-be 10-year life cycle for Halo Infinite. Uh, he didn't make, he didn't, he didn't sugarcoat it. He didn't say, oh, but there's good stuff coming here and, you know, whatever, 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 and try to like cover it like, yeah, there's good stuff coming, but like, he knows it's shit. And he said, it's going to take us until 2023 to get this to a point where we have a foundation. The game is clearly not ready for launch when it came out. Uh, and, and I also just, I, I personally believe, honest to God, that 343 as a whole just still has no fucking clue what the hell they're doing and now they're finally getting some people in that are like trying to to corral them into a, a reasonable position uh for for this game since it's supposed to be around for so long um and he did also mention multiple times a, a term he called uh seasonality where he said you know for live service games it's completely unacceptable to have these seasons take as long as they are or be as long as they are. You know, six-month seasons, too long. Ten months, clearly too long. It's insane. Unheard of. And that seasonality for him is getting Halo Infinite in a place where the team can focus on delivering content at a cadence that allows for a season once every three to four months. And that's fine. That's like in line with the rest of the, of the industry. It's just that, unfortunately, that's going to now be two years in. Would have been three if there wasn't a year-long delay which is even crazier to think about, from the game's original would-be release. Uh, and so they're going to be dealing with getting the foundation of the game has already eaten two to three years of the 10-year cycle that was originally allotted for this game. And that's just unfortunate. I, I, think, I, think, for, I think for any game like this, from a team that was built specifically to make Halo games, you, you have to remember, 343 Industries... They are Microsoft. They are, they were built on ex-Bungie employees originally. They, they know mostly Halo and they were built specifically 
to focus on and produce Halo games, and they have kind of fucked that since their inception and continued to struggle with it. So, uh, to think that the game has come out and is going to take 20 plus percent of the life cycle to get to a point where it should have been at launch. It's kind of an indictment on, on, on 343 Industries as a developer. Uh, a lot like, uh, it was at, um, uh, Jack. So courage, uh, had a tweet this week where he was, he was listing out the things that you got for $60 in 2007 when you bought Halo 3 and all of these features that Halo 3 has that were incredible and that Infinite has like none of any of it um, while still charging money for the campaign and yeah the multiplayer is free in the, in the free to play sense but you're getting like nothing and that's you know that, that really is I, I think a very poignant thing I talked about this on my stream as well here yesterday I said look and let me know in the chat or let me know in the YouTube comments how you feel about this as well. If you had the option for games today to be as fleshed out and as solid as they were in 2007, where you were getting like a Halo 3, a Modern Warfare, things of that nature, and you got that today, would you rather that or, or whatever they're trying to pull off right now? And for me... I'd sacrifice the, a lot of visual fidelity and a lot of like some of this like what they think to be improvements to the game if it meant that I got the package that we were getting in 2007. Um, I'm taking that every time. I like. I, well, why, why, why would you not take that, right? Uh, yeah, so I don't know. So let me know how you feel about that. You know, would you rather, like, given what you know about Halo Infinite, maybe you played it, maybe you didn't, and what you've known about Halo 3, whether you played it or didn't, if you find out about what it came with, I mean, you're talking about coach co-op, you know, like, online co-op. You're talking about uh, Forge mode. You're talking about uh, theater mode, where you could invite three other people, four people watching theater modes. File sharing. Um, uh, just uh, uh, a ton of playlists, Bungie made and otherwise, uh, ranked modes, uh, progression systems that crush infinites mercilessly. It just, everything was there and for 60 bucks. And now it's like, oh, games are hard to make. Well, yeah. Okay. So just go, just make games circa 2007. If the, if they get you all of that. Clearly what you're doing right now is not working. So don't make it so complicated, you know? It was like when we discovered, it's like when we discovered a couple of weeks ago that there was apparently going to be crafting in Halo Infinite. Like, what are you doing? Stop, please. It's the old moniker, you know, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. I'm sure some people are thinking, keep it short, stupid. I'm over here ranting a little too long about this. But either way, there you go. That was that was it. You can watch that video. It's about 30 minutes long. If you're interested in Infinite and its development, I highly recommend going to check it out. I do believe that most people will also feel similar, that Sean does seem to instill some level of confidence. It does not detract from the fact that there is a lot of unfortunate delays uh, uh, for a game that's already struggling 
and now the beta of forge mode which would be like it's it's one real hope to extend its life long enough to give it a a chance at a redemption arc is going to be launching possibly around the time a, a rumored warzone 2 is going to be dropping i mean they're really they're they're really up against it so uh all the best to them uh, related to, uh, to 343, of course, Microsoft. Microsoft's journey to purchase Activision Blizzard for four bajillion dollars uh, continues to be a bit of a bumpy ride, as the UK watchdogs uh, have recommended an in-depth round two review of that deal specifically. They seem to be concerned with this deal uh, enough to, to take a look. And really, for the amount of money and the size of the deal, it probably should be done. Uh, but the impetus for all this, or the catalyst uh, for, for this, appears to be largely Sony uh, coming in and complaining a lot. Uh, specifically about Call of Duty, which is, which is... I think it's smart, but also funny. Because it's smart, because on one side, I think them complaining about Call of Duty being the, the, the thing that like has them scratching their, their heads over whether or not this is a, a safe deal or a monopolistic deal is 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 kind of funny uh, because it, it's really of the of the deal or of microsoft's position in this industry right now it's like it's it's it doesn't mean anything game pass is the is the industry mover not whether or not microsoft has call of duty uh there are tons of call of duty competitors many of which right now are doing better than call of duty uh, and then on top of that, it's funny to, it's funny because they can't, and again, they can't know the industry that well, that well, if they're that concerned about it. Sony is number one in the industry right now. It's the industry leader. Microsoft is third and a distant third. So it's a, it is kind of funny to hear them, you know, get away with, with, with inciting some of this, given the, uh, given the, you know, the current status of Microsoft in the industry, it is a major deal. It should be looked at a hundred percent, but at the same time, the reasoning for, for them baiting that into, into, into being, you know, looked at this heavily seems a little misplaced in the grand scheme of things. Um, in a bid to make them feel better though, uh, our boy, our boy, Phil Spencer came out and said, Hey, look, just a reminder. All right, we have no plans on making Call of Duty exclusive, uh, and much of Activision Blizzard's heaviest hitters, including stuff like Overwatch and Call of Duty, will be on the Game Pass. So whether or not that sways them, uh, hard to say, but we'll have to wait and see. I still think this deal is going to go through. It just might take a really long fucking time, uh, but all the same, uh, I think it's probably inevitable. It's kind of hard to make the case when the it's a distant third in the in the market making a play like this where the major ips you know might have been a thing if you were having this discussion like seven years ago but right now you know with fortnite and apex and stuff you're not like call of duty isn't running away with it uh and it's just you know sony's just trying to defend their position as best they can which they should because you know anyone would in their position uh perhaps the most important development in gaming this year though this is very important. I need you to understand that it is important. Is that because of the PC release of Spider-Man Remastered, we've gotten the resultant mod that allows you to turn Spider-Man into Kermit the Frog. And it's as incredible as you could possibly imagine it. Videos all over the place. You might have already seen it. If not, go look them up. Uh, but uh, instantly adds at least one or two points on a 10-point scale to Spider-Man just by virtue of being able to play as Kermit the Frog. Let's be honest. Somebody even went far enough to, like, 
to dub Kermit the Frog voice over top of dialogue in the game. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Top tier stuff. Not surprisingly, after a recent-ish remaster, I believe it was in 2020, a new Mafia game is in development at Hangar 13, apparently. Uh, and uh, I still... Mafia, I think I've said this probably has got to be a handful of times now on the podcast. I keep thinking that I need to get in and play Mafia at some point just because I've heard so many good things about it. But uh, we'll see what this, this new one is, if it's a sequel, prequel, or something else, if I need to play the other ones first. Uh, but they've gotten, so, you know, they've gotten good enough... Uh, reviews and it's a bit of a cultish thing a cultish following um for uh, for the games as well uh that uh, just makes me a little bit interested in it but yeah for those who are fans of the mafia series you're going to be getting some more of that and that was confirmed here apparently here in the last uh just in the last week uh and this one this is a new one for sure uh, the creators of wild arms and shadow hearts for those jrpg fans out there are thinking outside, they're thinking outside the box a bit, and they've announced a double-header Kickstarter campaign. Uh, maybe this has existed before, I've never seen it, but the double-header Kickstarter campaign. So one com- campaign, two games. Spiritual successors to both of those games I've just mentioned uh, will be part of this one campaign, and the two games are called Armed Fantasia and Penny Blood. So be able to check out that campaign, I guess, uh, if it isn't already started, it is forthcoming. And so if you're a fan of those first two games and you're like, man, I could go for some more of that. Well, they're going to try and give it to you. For the price of one. So there you go. Alik has informed the gaming world of what Logitech's new Switch slash Steam Deck handheld called the Logitech G Gaming looks like. I have to, I have to say, you know, Logitech really, really going in with that branding. Logitech G in front of everything. This is, this is like some Trump type shit at this point. You know, you don't need Logitech G in front of everything. I like, that's, this this stop it. Uh, but yeah, some images were leaked. I think they were taken down, but it's the internet, doesn't matter. Uh, and it looks exactly what you would expect. I mean, it, it looks like a Switch. It looks like a Steam Deck. It's a little bit more round. roundish it's a softer edged looking thing uh then perhaps a steam deck i don't like I, either way it, it's it does look exactly how you would envision if logitech branding slapped itself on top of a switch or, or steam deck kind of a situation and it featured prominently in the pictures was uh the google play store but i also saw a uh a couple of xbox logos an nvidia logo um uh, Chrome was on there, which makes sense given the Google Play Store as well as YouTube, of course. Uh, and so I don't know, I, I, there might be info, because I think they announced this like a month ago, there might be info on it, but I'm not 100% sure what the, you know, what it runs on, if it's an Android-based system uh, of some sort or what, I have no idea. Uh, probably a lot of streaming going on there, uh, if you're seeing like the NVIDIA uh, the NVIDIA logo and whatnot, and, uh, and so, yeah. Either way, more competitors in that space. As it turns out, Nintendo coming out with that Switch, making big, uh, big waves. Everyone wants to get in on it. Logitech is the next one in the fold. Uh, while FromSoft has taken, I think we mentioned this in the podcast as well not long ago, while FromSoft has taken the position that they want to not just be wholly bought up in this era of everyone buying everyone in the industry right now, Sony and Tencent will be increasing their ownership in the developer. 
to 14.1% and 16.3% respectively. So Sony at 14.1 and uh, and Tencent at 16.3, with uh, uh, Katakawa still owning the majority of the company. So I guess the idea is they're still looking for injections of funds, but they don't want to, you know, blow the whole fucking company and have it be sold entirely off. Uh, But all the same, they're strengthening their positions. FromSoft, very hot, very hot right now. So hot right now. They can't seem to miss. All their games uh, are huge and keep getting bigger and bigger, and which is impressive because, man, like we've talked about before, to think that we'd go from Dark Souls, which was like this niche game with this crazy reputation for being the hardest fucking modern game uh, made, and then like Twitch kind of like built it up because everyone wanted to see other people struggle through playing it and. And now here we are with Elden Ring, and Elden Ring has sold enormous, like uh, millions and millions and millions and millions of copies in, in a way that I don't think anyone would have would have necessarily foretold back in the day. Uh, and uh, and so you know they're doing very well, and and certainly anytime they're going to come out with a game, a lot of people are going to be very interested, especially now with Elden Ring having done so well with so many. Uh, people purchasing it, I'm sure that they're going to be very successful. It'll be more of a question of where's their first slip up, right? Are we watching a CD Projekt Red situation where eventually a cyberpunk comes along? Hopefully not. I don't want to jinx it. That would be awful. We don't need more cyberpunks in the world. At least not in the form of the cyberpunk, you know, release. But uh, all the same, hopefully they can continue that going uh, and make their their mom and dad Sony and, and Tencent proud. Uh, next up, here we go again. And by we, I mean me. This is me talking to myself. I do that sometimes. Konami will be announcing a new game at Tokyo Game Show that they have described as being part of a series that is beloved around the world. Now, when that first statement came out, of course, you know, my feed was awash with, oh my god, Silent Hill, finally? Is this it? Is this our moment? To which I was like, man, do I even want Konami to do Silent Hill at this point? I don't know if I trust them to do it. I didn't know how I felt about it either way. But it doesn't much matter anyway, because apparently the word on the street is, with uh, the insider knowledge, that uh, it is unlikely to be... What's the list that I have here? Castlevania, Metal Gear, or Silent Hill. Which begs the question, what other franchise... Beside Castlevania, Metal Gear, and Silent Hill, do Konami sit on currently that that's going to get the people going? You know what? What do they got? What else is there? I don't even. I don't even know what that is. I guess we're going to have to wait and find out. I. 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 I don't know. It's a Tokyo Game Show. We're going to find out. Uh, but evidently, it's unlikely to be one of those three. So. Buckle up for whatever the heck that is. And lastly, what I got for you guys is that it seems that a earlier leaked image from this week of a uh, apparent forthcoming Assassin's Creed game has been confirmed now by Ubisoft that that is a thing. Uh, and has a number of fans of the series excited because it resembles the first game's more than recent titles. Very true. I saw this picture and the first thing I thought of was like, man, this looks like Assassin's Creed 1, which would be good. Also Assassin's Creed 2. Also good. People probably stop it around Black Flag for like when, for when, uh, I'm stuck on Silent Hill, for, uh, for when 
Assassin's Creed stopped feeling like Assassin's Creed and started feeling like some other gaming experience. Not necessarily bad, lots of people still enjoy the more modern Assassin's Creed uh, titles, but uh, for me, I feel like they lost a lot of it when they lost that, that actual assassin-y feel. The original stuff is so good. So the outfits in that, in that picture, um, the, you know, the, of, of, I guess the would-be main character, very much like a, uh, a, a first couple of games situation and uh, look really good. And again, lots of people seems, uh, seem to be excited about it for that specific reason. So there you have it. Uh, and evidently Fox right at the exact moment I'm talking about it has come in and said that they have confirmed that the game's name is going to be Assassin's Creed Mirage. We're going to the desert. Sounds like. And, uh, we'll find out just, uh, just how good it all is when it lands. But that's all I got for you guys. We got to the end of it. It's the end of the gaming news. Hopefully you guys still enjoyed this on your ride to work or here on the live show or on YouTube, despite the reverse order. Uh, we will be back next week with the usual order. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys had a good time. Thank you so much for stopping by. We greatly appreciate it. Myself and the cartoon version of Jeff over here. And until I see you guys and we see you guys next week, stay safe out there, have a good one, and of course, patreon.com slash lagtv, hardcore sellout. Get on over there, financially, support this podcast if you want to get the wheels to keep on spinning here. That's the best way to do it. We'll see you then, and until then, peace!